0: Welcome to a very special episode of the Punk Till I Die podcast. This is our Valentine's Day special. I'm one of your hosts, Tender Tom, (laughs) and I would just like to say that I love love. And of of course, I'm joined by my usual co-host, Liverpool, Neil. Neil, do you love love?
1: I don't even know what to say.
0: (laughs) What the fuck is this? (laughs) When we when we talked about doing a Valentine's Day episode, I could really only think of one person who I'd want to join us. In a lot of ways, he's the king of love. He's from St. Louis, Missouri, which is considered the city of love. I think by a few people, maybe. He uh he sings in a he sings in a band called the uh, Radio Buzzkills, who have a lot of fine love songs. And Zach, I guess the question I would have for you is, do you love love?
2: You know what? I'm so. In love with love, I've come down with COVID.
0: <laughs> do you do you do you feel like making love?
2: Uh, yeah, I always do crotch thrusts every morning when I wake up to prepare me for my daily love making rituals. Um, usually to that Boston song. It may not even be Boston, but let's just go with that. And uh, which you know, Boston song?
1: More than a feeling. Yeah. No,
0: who sings
2: "Feel Like Making Love"? That for. would be
0: that would be bad company.
2: Oh well, that would See, be... Zach.
0: See, you're starting to make me think that you give love a bad name. Oh Jesus! Okay, okay. Well, listen. <laughs> I, I, I think I think what the only thing we could do to get out of this terrible beginning. Yeah, please. <laughs> is Did someone
1: uh, strangle Tom at his house? Anybody? Is, Cheryl.
0: So. so Listen, Zach Zach Buzzkill is so – he loves love so much, and Valentine's Day means so much to him (sighs) that he wanted to – the new album has to drop on Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day, everybody. This is the opening track from the new Radio Buzzkill's album. You heard it here first. This is I Want My Records Back, right, Neil? Yeah, that's exactly correct, uh, Mr. Tom Love or whatever the
1: fuck your name is. You heard it here first from Tender Tom. (laughs) Tender Tom, yes. (laughs) Traumatized Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Let's spin it, DJ. Okay, this is the Radio Post Kills with I Want My Records Back, You Bitch.
0: that nerd neil
1: <laughs> i don't I know just, i, I just, don't know and i never want him house. i never want him fucking back here ever again
0: <laughs> Listen, creepy bastard when i'm done with you i want to work I want to work for npr i'm gonna yeah. have my real soft voice i'm gonna tell people how screwed they are with my very tender voice yeah but
1: anyway. you're gonna, if you're on npr you're gonna have to tell people about getting booster shots and stuff
0: tom i don't think you'll like exactly. that very much your set your 17th booster shot will be the one that finally finally takes care of it. so speaking of having the plague our guest today has the plague <laughs> How are you? How are you feeling today, Zach? I know you have been a little under the weather.
2: I'm holding up. I've had I've had the COVID, as they say, hmm. the the Chinese Wuhan COVID,
0: the Chinese well, flu. It's funny yeah. because at first I had to explain to Neil that he couldn't get that over the internet. He was a little worried about it. Yeah. I actually got the crabs over the internet a few years back. <laughs> Tom, were you
1: fucking hit uh, on the head today with something?
0: You know, <laughs> I've, the I've, head? Been, I've been preparing. I've been preparing for the wackiness of Zach, maybe.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Well, I've been reading some of them QAnon websites, and I regret to inform you that both of you now have the the COVID, and you're both gay now too.
0: <laughs> Excellent. I
1: think from That's Tom's beginning, it. I think he might be actually.
3: <laughs> Not
1: to that
0: anything wrong with that, Tom? <laughs> Why do you hate love, Neil? Why do you hate it so much?
1: Well, I, I could actually go into that if you'd like me to.
2: I think I, I could be in love with Tom Hardy.
1: He is very good. I will give you that he's one. A, I, Tom Hardy's fantastic.
2: I think I don't know. Jenny leaves me. I'm gonna
0: try to go for that Tom Hardy fella.
1: Yes, he is excellent. Excellent. Okay.
0: He, he's okay. Is he really though? I mean, is. the bane—the bane thing was over the top, right? Oh, oh, oh. And then he did that character from uh, from Peaky Blinders. I couldn't understand. Oh, he that was guy
1: superb yet. in Peaky Blinders. He was the I best part him. of that show. Well, that was yeah. Well, he's Jewish, Jewish company. What do you want? Uh, well, here's uh, the
2: deal. You guys both listened to the entirety of the new record, Get Even, right? Yes, amazing record. Your best one easy. ever. Oh, and you both loved it from start to finish,
0: right? Yes. Yes.
2: Every song's about Tom Hardy. There, boom, boom, flip it. That's like VH1 storytellers. Every song's about Tom Hardy. <laughs> Even the "Give Me My Records Back" one. Yeah, he, yeah, it's like a fantasy.
0: Well, and the reason the reason I thought, see, that's why I wanted to have you on, Zach. See, I like you know most guests are really afraid to talk about you know the dark the dark side of love but i know you've experienced every dark sort of love there is and you're not afraid to share it with our audience so well
1: i have two questions for mr zach about about tom hardy because i i like tom hardy a lot so did you see the tv show taboo that starred tom hardy in fact i think he wrote it
2: he's incredible in it taboo
1: yeah. yes he is fantastic does and he then, take his shirt off? and then, does he take his shirt off i don't know i don't know I mean, he uh,
0: spends a lot Guy puts a lot of effort into his body. I mean it's, it shouldn't be ashamed to show it off. I man.
1: don't know, Tender to Tom. It was set back in the Victorian days. I I don't know. Um but that that one is excellent. And then he was excellent as the Kray twins in Legend, uh the famous uh, London Gangsters. He,
2: yes, yes. Ooh. Yes. Um I think the point is that I, I've talked to, you know, Jenny in the Radio Buzzkills. Kills she's my lovely wife. Yes. And a major major part in the band i can't do it without her for sure but i've I've told her that i don't know if you're into having a threesome or not but if we do it has to be with tom hardy
1: now i believe he played um he played al capone (laughs) in something last year i don't know how he was in that but i haven't seen that
2: yeah it's
0: it's a slow-moving film but my boyfriend i mean tom hardy's excellent (laughs) it How is it, Neil, explain this to me? Yes, this sir. Is, this is a great, once again very punk rock conversation. Why is it these English actors are getting all our best roles and why can they why why are they so good at speaking English where where an American actor tries to do an English accent, it almost always sounds like fresh in your drink, governor. <laughs> what, why is that? Are you could be Tom, actors?
2: you yeah, could
1: was, be in movies. That was amazing.
2: I mean that You know like, what I don't understand is you know like all the right-wing Republican Americans are always like the Mexicans are taking our jobs. Like, well, why <laughs> don't they the care English? about Tom Hardy? Tom <laughs> yeah. Hardy's taking all the American jobs. I should have been Eddie Brock, not this brilliant you
1: know, Well, think of well, uh, no, but being serious for a second, what good young American acts, actors are there? They're all a bunch of fucking hacks.
2: Sprite is sacked Buzzkill Sprite number one? They couldn't get me because I'm doing my
0: music. That's right. So, That's right. I heard this. I, t- I heard this tender Tom is available for voiceover work.
1: He's a creepy bastard. I think he might be some kind of pedo. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I like Touching Tom. They call him. I,
2: I like I like British accents a lot. I, I said this last time I was on because nothing sounds as bad as it is. It's like I was watching this documentary about this guy who's supposed to be the. Worst child molester. Okay, but it was what? But well, it was you, what do you say
1: when you say worst? You mean he was the worst at it? You mean he couldn't do it right? It's
2: <laughs> a good point. I guess he just did a little like thousands. So, oh, well. so that make that make him the best job? Yeah, that would make blister. him the like, best the job. Successful,
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. He's
2: like, he's like
0: the Barry Bonds, of, if you want to do baseball. Sound like sports? See, but so if you like okay, no, okay, if you're the bond. listen dude If you're the Barry Bonds of child molesters, wouldn't that mean that you had to use Viagra to molest children? Right in.
2: Wow. Every time they called him a pedophile, pedophile, I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> like his like, victims yeah, are crying
0: like, and Zach is just laughing like, hilariously.
2: Call him like a like an American documentary and would just say this guy's a pervert. Pedophile. like yeah. he's a he's a pedophile, a pedophile. It like, sounds uh, like some-
0: Sounds like somebody who collects stamps or something. Delightful.
1: That would be a philatelist, Tom. Actually, thank you very much.
0: Ooh, I want yeah. you have to pay for that word, Neil.
1: Yeah, I used to be a philatelist.
0: When Where'd was, you get it at? A truck stop. When I was a small child.
1: When I was a small child. When I was a small child back in the old Liverpool. Yes, I was a philatelist.
0: It's funny. My mother and I used to. I used to have books full of stamps too. I'm pretty sure my mother threw them away. We used to do it together. Stamp collecting.
1: <laughs> That's a beautiful childhood memory, Tom. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, me and my mom shed a lot of house and she
0: just threw it all away. My mom is not big into leaving junk around the house. Hmm. That's why all my Star Wars guys went in the garbage. Damn. Yeah, all my good childhood
2: memories in with dot 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 story story, and then they
0: threw it all away. Yep. Hmm. So so I'm I'm my 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 wife's doing the same thing. Kids' toys, get them out of here. We don't want them.
1: Until you, mm. find, until you find in 20 years that those stupid Beanie Babies or whatever are worth like $10,000 a piece or something. Yeah,
0: that's what they thought was going to happen. I don't think they're worth anything.
1: Yeah, I guess it depends who you who you talk to. I don't
0: know. So um, Zach, you want to talk about your record at all, or uh, well, we can
1: we, we we get to that later. Song? This is fascinating. That's true. This is fascinating. Yeah. A, a young a young Zach Buzzkill's uh, love for the uh, English uh, Tom Hardy and the uh, worst pedophile of all time, or best pedophile of all time, depending on how you. Now,
0: who would sign on to play that role though? Right, like the best pedophile of all time, like Zach Efron's not doing that, right? And he did. Uh... I would.
2: Probably wager to say it's an actor who likes molesting children. <laughs>
3: you
2: think so? <laughs> I'd say the first actor you find that likes molesting kids would be the one that signs up for that one.
1: Now, the funny thing about that. Big like Jared Fogle. Well, Vogel. well, 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 well funny, or, funny or not funny, really. So when, I, when, my, when my daughter was growing up um, in the early 2000s, we would watch Nickelodeon all the time. And all those Nickelodeon shows would come on and stuff. And it turns out now that like quite a few people at Nickelodeon, the guys producing it or the older guys that were acting in it, were turned out to be fucking pedos, and were, we're, right. we're and were like yeah shagging some of the, the uh, some of the young actresses in the on the TV shows. Pretty disturbing, mm. really. Like the Sweet Life, Sweet Life. What was it, Zach and Cody or something? Was that one oh, of those yeah. shows? yeah,
0: Sweet Life, of Zach. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah,
1: one of those was a was a pedo, I believe. Not the boys, right? Was... Or... Oh, maybe I got the wrong show. You know what? I think I got the wrong show there. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, then the... we're gonna get sued. Finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was no, one, one of those care. shows. There was a fat kid and a, there was a fat kid and a skinny kid. I can't remember what the show was called,
0: but Jake and, the... Dr- Jake, Jake and, Dr- yes! Drake and
1: Josh. Yes, Jake and Josh. Yeah, the skinny kid turned out to be a pedo. Oh
0: of, my god. Of
1: some kind, yes.
0: I think Allegedly. you guys are wrong. I
2: think you're talking about Saved by the Bell.
1: No, I'm talking about Drake and Josh for sure, but Saved by the Bell might have no, had pedos it, in it too. Screech was probably a no, pedo. It,
2: it was Saved by the Bell, and Belding was a pedophile.
0: I don't remember that. Which one was he?
2: I'm just making all this up. I don't I know. Say, I, don't <laughs> I never watched that. It seems stupid.
1: Well, this show has got off to a funny start. So what are you drinking? What are you drinking, Zach? I believe you just got yourself a drink. What What are you uh, What are you tippling tonight?
2: I am pounding the water at... And cold medicine.
1: Oh, God! Really? Oh, okay.
2: I'm probably one of your first guests who's been robo-tripping for the interview. Well, a, lot, a lot of cold medicine. That's about it. Well, One of the problems I have when I go on these things is everyone says, you always sound like you're drunk. But then when they meet me in person, they're like, oh, you just always sound like you're drunk.
1: That's, that means you're retarded, my friend. Yes. I never, I never
2: said I wasn't. I don't know why, <laughs> why people expect more.
0: You should put that on your one sheet for your new record. Pet, possible pedophile, <laughs> seems like he's drunk, might be retarded. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. That's your business card, mate.
0: I mean, I was just talking to Pete from Pro Rock today about distribution. I mean, you might be the act that breaks through that all the distributors come running to them. Like, man, they got this special guy and he's making this great punk rock records. That would be a great gimmick. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, he's a
2: drunk pedophile.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a drunk, <laughs>
0: retarded pedophile.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got to be called Slow Zack. It's perfect. Yeah.
2: There you go. Slow, <laughs> Slow Zack. He's the retarded pedophile, <laughs> but he sure does know how to write a ditty.
1: <laughs> a shitty ditty.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: Oh, my God. It's killing me.
0: Alright, let's uh, let's play another song, Jill.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Um let's play. So what is the new album called, Zach?
2: Uh our new album's called Get Even. It's you know, every album to this point has been a get. We had get get fired, and then we had get lost. Yep. And they all had their own kind of deeper meanings. And this one is get even. This record's supposed to be us kind of like getting even with the uh punk rock establishment if you will good lord so we called it get so we called it get even
0: mm. see neil we're definitely not the punk rock establishment i guess huh
1: maybe he's getting back no, at but... us maybe that's the whole point of this he's getting back at us because we suck
0: maybe that's it no, uh,
2: we, we wrote it for people like you guys that'll understand it all right ah, there's a lot of people off i hope but then there's a, a, a minority of people like yourselves that it's written for that will, uh, that will get the humor and get the fact that every band doesn't need a fucking song written about
0: a goddamn lobotomy. Well, okay. <laughs> All right. He doesn't need a song about it. He's living it.
2: <laughs> well, we have a song about a lobotomy, but – so, yeah, you, know, you can't deny this. Every, every fucking punk rock band has a song about a lobotomy,
0: right? Yep, yep.
2: You can't deny it.
1: Just because the Ramones did it, I yeah. guess. Everyone just Everyone copies has. it, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, the Ramones have a lobotomy song, so let's have a lobotomy song. So, uh, I, I decided to write a song that's actually the history of the lobotomy.
3: Hmm.
2: It's that's... called Then Came Thorazine, and what I did was watch one of them fancy-pants uh PBS documentaries <laughs> on the history of the lobotomy, and then I wrote a song about it. That's mm. kind of like what Get Even is all about. It's it's like getting even with the punk rock establishment, but in a way that they're too dumb, so they won't understand it to begin with.
1: Mm. Well, should we play that Thorazine song? Was- that sounds like a
2: good... Yeah, I could play that one. It's called Then Came it's- Thorazine. Okay. I don't know what number it is, but... Fucking great!
0: All right. So is this? Is it's not specifically about like Rose Kennedy or something? It's just like a general song.
2: No, it's not that poor lady.
0: No, no it's just, it's, she. she doesn't a, know. She doesn't know anything the, wrong.
2: The, you know you know how all the songs that you know all the bands have a song like the, usually it's female's name insert here got a lobotomy or yeah. I got a lobotomy. I think that's stupid. We should be writing about other stuff. I wrote a song <laughs> called Then Came Thorazine, and I tried to, in the best way possible, just spell out the history of Walter J. Freeman, the doctor who invented the lobotomy, and tell the story of it.
0: And, See, uh, look at this. He's, you're learning. I mean, listen to the, listen to the radio buzzkills and learn things, kids. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. The general idea is most of these bands are too fucking stupid to know
2: what I'm doing, so.
0: There you go. Wait, I think, it? dude, I, I think a Ken Burns documentary is in your future about you.
2: Yeah, you know Ken Burns has a brother named Rick Burns?
0: Really? He's a ped- pedophile, I heard.
2: <laughs> nah, but he, but I was watching this documentary, and I was like, wow, this is almost as good as a Ken Burns documentary. And then I look at the credits, and sure as shit, it's Rick Burns. Really? How would you like to be Rick Burns? Hmm, yeah, that's... Okay be fucking humiliating I guess like uh, what's, what's the best subject in history uh, give give that to Ken what's the second best <laughs> ah let me let rick have that one now what's
1: the 50 50th best give that one to yeah. give that one to good old rick
0: dude come on didn't ken burns do like a 14 hour thing on jazz jazz ain't second best of anything
1: dude i tell you what i fucking i got conned into watching that first episode it is talk about a cure for insomnia that will put you to <laughs> sleep in like 5 fucking seconds that is oh
3: there you go that's
2: actually where uh, where i caught the covid from was that i watching the start of that documentary <laughs> It Son of a be. bitch.
1: We'll call him COVID it, Ken from now on. It could yeah. be.
2: It could very you know, well wouldn't, be. You know who wouldn't give you COVID from his documentary?
1: Who's that? Rick, uh, Jeff, what's his name? Jeff Burns? Carpet Burns. Rug Burns. Rick,
2: Rick Burns cares about the people. He
0: does. Unlike his jerk brother.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, his brother can go out. <laughs>
1: We're going to get sued like a thousand times on this show. It's all fine. All
0: right. Not
2: from Rick. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, well sure. maybe. I, I did call him a pedo. So he he might get upset by that one.
0: Yeah, you know what? I might have been overstating when I maybe Zach will get the Rick Burns documentary. Yeah, uh, there yeah. you go. Yes, like eight <laughs> hours of footage of him just laying around moaning <laughs> on the couch. This is the first day I haven't been doing that. There you
3: go.
1: Well, so, shame we didn't get you yesterday. Okay, so <laughs> then, then then came then came Thorazine. Everybody from the uh, new Rodeo Buzzkills album. Okay.
3: Get even. He thought he'd find a way to cure all insanity.
1: Steven, that was Then Came Tharzine. I hope you learned something about uh, lobotomies from that, all you punk rock nerds that Zach is very angry at, right? Yes. Right, Zach?
2: Uh, Zach Buzzcock, whatever your name is. It's butt thrill. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think yeah. 10 to Tom.
3: That's how he got the
0: COVID, rectally. <laughs>
2: I don't know if I would say it's the nerds necessarily. I think it's a society in general.
1: Hmm. Wow. That was pretty damning.
0: So tell yeah. me something. Has this record, I mean, did you make this record a while back? Have you been holding on to this for a while? Because this been done for a bit, right? Or did you just finish it up? So
2: this record has been uh, two years in the making. Wow. We... It's an epic, everybody. Really,
0: it, it's like so it's I, like I, combat rock or like uh, London Calling.
2: Kind of sorta, but um,
0: way better, obviously. <laughs> obviously, uh,
2: significantly better. I, have, I haven't even heard of that other one you said.
1: Saint <laughs> uh, Louis Calling, I think it's called. So,
2: <laughs> kind of like right after the, the Get Lost started writing the next one. And we had a good kind of solid 12 songs, and we demoed them, and we kind of listened to them. And we just all kind of thought, you know what, we can do better than this. So somewhere out there, hopefully after this COVID kills me, I'll be like Tupac, and I just keep releasing
0: records. Like Jimi Hendrix, yes.
2: Yeah, but uh, we just kind of scrapped most of that. And started over with what became Get Even. And a couple of those songs survived. Um, Some of them melded into other songs. Um, And then, of course, this all took place during all the COVID quarantines and all, all that stuff. So it was a very, very long journey to get it done. And when it finally was done, we couldn't get anyone to make it. Hmm. I mean, we had label support, but we physically couldn't find a plant to press the record, hmm. um, which became a whole secondary waste of time.
1: Yeah, let's talk about that in a little bit because I know you're going to go off on that one. So, but keep well, on, it, keep, like, keep on talking so about the, your album
0: first. The real news here, Neil, is that there's a entire like lost Buzz, Buzz, Buzz Radio Buzzkills album. Like you're it right. Is. I mean, like someday, someday it'll be like. It'll, some label, obscure French label will put it out on pink marbled vinyl or something. Well,
1: it's like Social Distortion, right? He's, ri- he's written so many other albums, but he just never releases them because he's such a perfectionist, yes. I guess, right?
0: I, I think Zach yeah. and Mike Ness have a lot of things in common. Actually, they both love Tom Hardy, for example. <laughs> Does he love Tom Hardy, too? This could be I, a new
2: sexual fantasy. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, um, I think we... I don't have the exact math, but I think we ended up using um, or ended up using maybe four of the songs off of that original 12 that we started to really demo hardcore and record and four survived. And then it's kind of weird being a band um, or being a songwriter because you'll have uh, almost parts of those unused songs folded into other songs and, Maybe it's just a bridge or a chorus here and there, but uh, uh, the Mutant Pop guy was working really hard to get that dead album out of me, but I wouldn't give it to him. Uh, mm. But I think Get Even came out exactly perfect. It, it came out exactly mm. how we wanted it to come out. I think it's a, a really fun album. I think it's a perfect Valentine Valentine's Day album because it's definitely a return to form for us in terms of writing a lot of love and me writing a lot of love and relationship songs it's definitely definitely good for your valentine's day episode here because it's almost non-stop wall-to-wall love songs one way or another
1: because that's what people <laughs> want in a valentine's day is a lot of talk about pedophiles and, uh, and
0: well, lobotomies kind of, uh, that's good well like i said we, I, I have some questions for zach about forbidden love but i was gonna wait, to, wait a little later Till his till his cough medicine kicked in a little little greater. All right, 10 to I mean, Tom, guy, just back off. The guy's essentially like Johnny Thunders in 1987, except for it's cough medicine instead of heroin. Instead of
1: heroin, yes, nice.
0: Man, Zach, I'm gonna have a, one. Of, you know that show
2: Intervention?
1: Yes,
0: yes.
2: Yeah, they like pull the people in, and they're like, "I like the guy who's always like the he's like discount Doctor Phil. Like they couldn't hire Doctor Phil." So they just like hire Diet Doctor Phil. And
0: uh I'm pretty sure Dr. Phil is discount Doctor Phil, but that's all right. Sorry, keep going.
2: So he's like always like, I just want you to know that everyone here just loves the heck out of you. And uh, (laughs) as soon as he would say that I'd pull out a shank and stab a relative. (laughs) I think I'd stab myself. (laughs) No need for self harm. So there's Mm. like little Tony's there and be like I just want you to know everyone here just loves the heck out of you. And I just stab Uncle Tony, and then it's the <laughs> highest-rated show in history. There you go. Do they pay, do they pay those intervention people? They better. Uncle, T- a, Uncle, Uncle Tony so sounds hard.
1: like he might be tough. Uncle Tony sounds like he might be in the mob or something. I would leave Uncle He's Tony
2: a,
0: alone. A St. Louis Mafia. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, actually, you know, because yeah, people say, like, oh, yeah, our band's from Detroit. But really, they, like, live in a mall, like yeah <laughs> like the suburbs yeah yeah or, or like, yeah any i really do live in the city of st louis there's just a murder like a block over then uh yesterday which is pretty cool when there's a murder around the neighborhood you don't want to just walk around and look at the murder
0: right because because that would be rude so well plus plus is- the cops are always looking at the crime scene to see if the murderer comes back to check out his handiwork and you're know, kind of a like, guilty-looking dude.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If you've been in St. Louis, I'm not sure how hard the cops try to <laughs> solve anything. Well, you can't be—it it,
1: it, it can't be worse than Chicago. Jesus Christ!
2: Like, try to clean it up enough, and you know, like go about your way. But you get the dog out, and you pretend you're walking the dog, and that's where you go try to see the murder scene. Mm. And, uh, I didn't get to do that today because of COVID. I really feel bad about it. I don't remember what I was talking about. What were we talking about? Social
0: event of the week and you missed it. Sorry to hear it. Yeah, the murder.
2: It
1: always cracks me up when you see these fucking, all these hundreds of TV shows, these cop shows on TV with like, you know, the, the solving like cold cases from 30 years ago with a scrap of somebody's pubic hair or something. And meanwhile, in Chicago, you got people with, you know, stabbing him in the middle of the fucking day on video and the police can't catch
0: him. It's, well, but the thing it, is, it but the, what thing is Neil, those ones you're talking about, those 30-year-old murders, it's like their parents never gave up on them. In Chicago, it's a lot of times, you know, sort of gangbanger types. I don't think they're going to get the same level of attention from the police, you know? Well, Tom, you took my little
1: story there very seriously.
0: <laughs> well, I would say if a tourist got shot on the Michigan mile, trust me, they'd figure out who did it.
1: No, I don't think they would. I can I can, can almost bet that they wouldn't.
0: On the south side, they're stacking bodies of, like, cordwood on the weekends, you know? I saw,
1: I saw something that I think they solved 25% of murder cases. It's I
0: think that might be nationwide. It's, I mean, it's very it's, low. It's,
1: it's, it's frightening, actually.
0: Your odds of getting away with it are great. I mean, it, the fact of the matter is Zach's kind of hurting his, hurting himself by going back to the scene of the crime constantly with his dog. But yeah, I'm is. sure the cops won't put two and two together.
3: Yeah.
0: Are there any songs <laughs> about murder on the new record or just love? Um. So it's
2: weird. It's the last song you had a bunch of murder songs. Um, this one, I don't think we have any murder songs. This, but I, I did actually. I just got really confused by something cause, you know, I'm on one of those MacBooks.
1: Yes, that's yep.
2: yes. Have you heard of those?
1: Yes, I've been I've been servicing Mac since 1989. How's yeah. that? seems vaguely familiar. Yeah,
2: I'm on one of those MacBooks. You know, and it. Pops up messages that people texts that text you, you know. Yep.
1: who just texted you?
2: I don't know who it was, but the message was, "Do you have a son in Arizona?" <laughs> <laughs> so you answer, Maybe. you
1: answer yes.
2: <laughs> so I'm not going to answer till after the podcast, but I'll be honest, I'm pretty curious. I'll tell you what,
1: you've got a little Norm McDonald in you, don't you?
2: Uh, I, God, God rest Norm. Yeah, I I love Norm. Uh, Norm was a comedic genius. He was my favorite. My favorite Norm Macdonald joke was this. It was actually a tweet that Norm Macdonald sent, and for whatever reason, I've never sent it, or I've never, uh, I've never forgotten it. After all these years, it was, uh, if we only use one third of our heads, then why is getting shot in the head such a big deal? (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> like that.
2: that's a good that's a good point yeah. i mean makes makes sense like, or one third of our brains i think it was but yeah norm was a genius that was really heartbreaking you know normally i'm not at all affected by celebrity loss in general generally speaking yeah I but, agree norm, but but norm was one that i was like oh shit like i really love norm mcdonald
1: well i will say yeah. i will say 2022 so far has just been a it's being a fucking nightmare for,
0: for,
2: for
1: celebrities no, no.
0: jesus every day someone's been dying you know the thing the thing with norm zach the thing with norm i feel like norm was kind of like motorhead like when when norm died everybody was like oh my gosh this comedic genius died but nobody paid attention to him while he's alive it's like motorhead it's like oh my god let me die. he was a god i'm like really because he oh. wasn't playing hockey he was wasn't playing hockey rinks. he was playing theaters you know right same as the ramones I mean, the yeah, remotes, I like yeah. oh, it's so sad. Well, why didn't you go see him while they were alive? You stupid idiots. You know, Norm got fired from doing weekend update on Saturday Night Live because he made too many OJ jokes. You know, I mean, it's it's like <laughs> nobody appreciates. Norm Michaels, the supposed genius, fired him and he, everybody says he was the funniest ever. Yeah. Yeah. Idiots. So
2: here's a good story. I have a good story for you. Remind me up. So uh, I was in college, I believe, when Joey uh, Ramone died, I think.
0: Okay. 2001 yeah. 2001 or so
2: yeah around there you know and there was this girl that really liked me and she sat in front of me i couldn't stand her she's super annoying and uh she turns around to me in class one day and she has like real serious look on her face and she's like because you know i I was a punk rock kid i was wearing ramones t-shirts you know the bit and uh she turns around to me and she says hey zach I'm really sorry to hear that Joey Romaine died. <laughs> <laughs> he was
1: the inventor of lettuce, I believe. <laughs> yes, Joey Romaine. <laughs> yes,
2: yes. I didn't have the heart to correct her. She tried hard to learn that. But I was like, yes, yes. Joey Romaine <laughs> will never mm. make another head of lettuce again.
1: Dude, that's kind of sad. That's kind of that's kinda sweet, though. She tried to, something you were interested in. She she did her best to. to... <laughs>
2: To he get did. into in a circle, I didn't correct her. But at the time in my head, I thought you idiot. Yeah, you, did, you didn't. Cor- it. You
1: didn't correct her, but did you bang her? That's the question.
0: Neither. Oh boy. Okay. That was when he decided she wasn't getting any of his seed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I couldn't spread <laughs> my speed any further. Speaking <laughs> of. Speaking of Zach Buzzkill's seed, what song is next? Good God, man,
1: I do not want to think about that ever.
0: Well, you know, you know, they say people's songs are like their children, and what are their, what are your children but your seed, like sort of grown up? I, I
2: think the, there's actually a song about my seed on this. It's called Figure Skater Die.
0: All right, that's his. So watch. tell us, tell us about how that's about your seed. Yes, really. Is it because you when you watch for- figure skating, you're constantly spilling your seed? <laughs> God, yes. <laughs>
2: Play, play the song first, though I'll just play. All
0: right. figure a, a skate or die. Skate. Radio Best
2: Skills, right here. From Get Even.
4: Take you back to a sampler time.
1: Skate or Die by the Radio Buzzkill. Right there. Tell us about it, Mr. Zach.
2: Yeah, sorry for cutting you off there. That's old medicine. uh, Yeah, so this song works on a couple different levels. First of all, deep. It worked. Cut it. it, on, On the surface, it might be the dumbest song on the record, but uh it, it it plays in because this really is kind of like a themed album get even you know we're getting even with a lot of the what's the word i'm looking for for the punk
0: rock elites
2: punk rock elites but also just like the shit that's played out you don't need to sing about this anymore guys a thousand bands have done it better than any of us will ever do it's a give it up and one of those song titles to me, is the song title Skate or Die. Yes, sir. Uh, yes. Taking a
1: shot at Teenage Bottle Rocket here, okay. I don't, mm. I
2: don't know how many bands exist that have songs back from the early 80s to present that have songs Skate or Die. Yes, sir. And we actually had a guitar player who's no longer in our band, so I could talk bad about him. And he won't listen to this anyways, because he only cares about himself. Um... <laughs> actually he might listen hi jesse i love you please come to the wedding um you could you could tell us about what he's really like after if we're done no he's actually a great guy but he, was always, <laughs> he really is he's a great guy but he was always hung up like every guitar practice every band practice he would say hey guys hey guys i got a great idea for a song this song is gonna be awesome it's gonna be called get this listen skate or die And I would try to explain to him like, dude, it's like a million songs called Skate or Die. Like, a lot of people have done that. Number two, I don't even fucking skateboard. So what do you want me to write about, you know? (laughs) Like, just pretend to write that I was a big skateboarder, skating and dying. I don't give a two (laughs) fuck about skating, (laughs) you know? So when we went to take the pictures for our album Get Lost. Have you seen the cover of Get Lost?
1: Yes, sir. Of course.
2: So there's a guy on the cover of Get Lost who just, like, wasn't in the band after that album came out. And he, he like, showed up for the photo shoot and then quit the band afterwards. But we didn't have money, so we go back and redo it all. So it was like he was just in the band by default, which is kind of funny, right? That's kind of a smart move. In fact, I think I'm gonna do that on our next record.
1: Which one? Which one is he in this on the album cover?
2: Nah, no, look for the dumbest looking one.
0: I don't know.
1: yeah, you will look pretty dumb. <laughs>
2: I think he's a. Uh,
0: that's true. Uh, <laughs> well, I know what Zach looks like, and I know what Jenny looks like, and I know what bass amp looks like. I don't know what the rest will look like. So Gene has a chin strap beard, which is like.
2: Oh. He has that old chin strap beard that we've been trying to get him to cut for like six years,
0: but he won't.
1: Yeah, He looks kind of of like a pedo. I don't know.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Well, I mean, listen, how else would the six-year-olds know he's interested with (laughs) me shaved off that beard?
2: That's true. And how would the rest of his hair stay on his head? Uh, So, anyways. See you
0: at the wedding, Jesse.
2: As soon as 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 Jesse quit, I thought it would be really fun to make a song called skate or die because that's what he was <laughs> always begging for, you know, but, uh, at the same time, it's like all these song bands have songs. So I decided to write about figure skater die, but, but in genuine, I think we all look back to the times in the early nineties when all you had to masquerade <laughs> was the four channels on TV. Right. Right. You get to that, right. Yep. Like, for, for us it was like 2458 and 30 like that's what you can masturbate to <laughs> that, that
3: was your choices
2: so when we wrote figure for so when i wrote figure skater die it, it's a very autobiographical story about my older brother and i uh, when the winter olympics were on channel 4 <laughs> it was like the prime time to jerk off because the figure skating <laughs> was like the sexiest thing on the Olympics. So I I really did develop a major crush on Oksana Bayul. And Mm. uh, Figure Skater Die is, at one, making fun of the fact that there's so many fucking songs called Skater Die, and at two, a tale of smoking Mexican bricks weed in your basement and jerking (laughs) off to Olympic figure skating in the 90s.
0: So did you and your, you and your brother didn't, this wasn't like a group effort. It wasn't like a slalom uh, it or it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a bobsledding type of thing. It was just a, I mean, you, you, You was <clears> like a solo, I hope
1: you yes, yes, it was.
2: Yeah. Well, like what they would call like a downhill skiing would require a girl and we didn't know any of those. So it was kind of like, you so, just, it was like
0: you only, so it was like your downhill ski. It was like your cross country skiing, but only had one pole.
2: Yeah. Good Lord. You just kind of knew, like you just knew when to get out of the room.
0: There you go. Like, so, there you go.
2: It's your, it's your room for the next half hour. Yeah. I mean, you guys didn't have JCPenney's
0: catalogs or what?
2: Yeah, I just haven't written a song about that yet.
1: <laughs> so so are you, are you on, are you on team Nancy Kerrigan or team Tonya Harding in the, uh, in the whole figure skating thing?
4: Uh, uh
2: well, I think, uh, Whichever one hit the guy with the, hit her with the pole, she, uh, was, she's was pretty white trash.
1: Yeah, but Tony is. Harding was extraordinary. Yeah, she, got arre-
0: she got arrested like a couple years later for like beating her husband with a hubcap or something in her trailer. <laughs> yeah. Hubcap? That's amazing. But for the me, thing is, was... Neil, I mean, how could you judge because Nancy Carrion didn't make a movie? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. There's no honeymoon video. How can I judge? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, she did. She did a porno, thing. didn't she? She did a porno.
0: Well, no, she had like the the Tanya Harding like honeymoon video.
1: Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, Tanya Harding. It's a had
0: very that. low. It's a very very low grade talent, I gotta say. But hey, whatever. Yeah, I
2: remember watching that when I was in like seventh grade, and then being really confused.
0: What a porno. about why you were watching
2: it? <laughs> yeah, there's no punchline. <laughs> I just remember watching it and being like, whoa. <laughs> but uh. But but as the song says, you know, uh, she was oh so celestial. She was an angel on ice. Uh, I think I really did fall in love with Oksana Bayou in like 1994.
0: I remember the name, but I don't remember what she looked like.
2: Hmm. Well, I give you a Hardy go fuck yourself because. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Tom Hardy you... go fuck yourself? <laughs> exactly. He's not worthy of that. Um No, in all seriousness, it's a silly song. It's a silly song, but it's also true because all of us know we did stuff like that. We all jerked off to the scrambled Oh hell yeah.
0: You know, Oh jam- dude, yeah, I remember watching like hard bodies through the yeah, the scrambled cable like HBO or whatever. Oh yeah. It was like is that a boob or is it just like static? Yes. It Didn't matter. <laughs> it really didn't. It was right there. A stiff breeze, would, you know.
1: Here you go, yeah. man. I bet you didn't know this. Oksana Bayul lives in Vegas. So next time you're in Vegas, look her up.
0: There you go.
1: When the radio <laughs> buzz
0: kills, when the radio buzz kills, get invited to punk rock bowling, which I assume is going to be any year now, yep. you can uh, go look her up.
2: Well, we're booking our tours, and I think one staff will be Oksana Bayul's house.
1: Mm-hmm. There you go. She's married to a manager. So you know you might have a hard
0: time there. Are, you, but are you actually are you actually daring to book a tour, or is it just too too crazy right now?
2: Um, actually, we're booking right now. Uh, we're booking a tour for July. We're booking a tour for September.
0: Like, where are you going? Can you give us? A, I mean, you don't have to tell us exact cities, but what areas are you looking at? Just just for us for us fans, so we can come and you know
2: uh, ice skating with you. I have absolutely nothing confirmed yet. I know. One will be Midwest to East Coast, and um, I don't don't know what the other one will be yet. That's actually just started here in the last couple of days. It's actually um, the first time in my career that I have not been forced to book a tour myself, so it's a little, uh, it's a relief, it feels like an accomplishment that, I'm at this point. I, I don't have to do this. But at the same time, there's like a weird uh, yeah, sense that I don't know what's happening. So do
0: you have like a professional booking agent or is it like the bass player? Oh, no, I'm uh, sorry. Jan is your bass player. So is it like your guitar player or is it like a professional agency?
2: It's through an organization that, that books
0: you, uh, Roadhouse Tunes. Hmm. Well, that's, that's excellent. You know you've made it in life. Or something. <laughs> right? I know
2: one thing. A lot of people are going to be mad after they listen to this one.
1: Why is that? Oxana husband, perhaps?
2: I know.
0: He's going to come after me.
1: Mm-hmm. Him, Tom Hardy. That'd fucking... be
0: great. Listen, any publicity is good publicity, Zach. And Including Tom be- Hardy... Be-
2: Beaten up. Tom Hardy can come after me any day of the week.
1: <laughs> oh, boy.
2: <laughs> I'm totally straight, too, but there's just something about Tom Hardy. I don't know. They're saying he
1: might be the next James Bond, is what I'm hearing.
0: You know what? Really? Mm-hmm. He's kind of big, isn't he? Maybe he's not that big. Maybe they just shoot him. You know, maybe he's just muscular. Maybe he's like 5'9 or something. Well, Sean Connery was pretty tall, wasn't he? He was. And mm-hmm. Roger Moore was pretty, pretty tall. Yeah. I don't know about Daniel Craig. That guy doesn't really do it for me. He's like 5'2". i like the. You know the thing with the new bonds is everybody's like, oh, they're so great, they're so gritty. I mean, is that what we need? Everything's gritty now. Can't no. Bond still be a little bit fun?
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. You want with all, all your Bond movies, all you want, he, he flies somewhere nice and someone tries to kidnap him at the airport. That's like every Bond movie ever. Every well, yeah, and he, every and and classic he, one. And,
0: and there's a a leading lady that he you know yeah. has carnal relations with. Mm-hmm. He's just a shagging yeah. people. Yeah.
2: You, yeah, my favorite James Bond was was. Uh... Harry Bibbleldorfer. <laughs>
1: oh fucking hell. The cold medicine kicked in, everybody.
2: Yep. <laughs> that guy was <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Yes. That guy's karate chops were on
0: point.
1: That was Bames John that you were watching. That wasn't that was your I The one I
0: always the one I always heard was gonna uh, be the next one James was Idris Vaughan. Elbanil, because they need to make it black now to kind of diversify, right?
1: I actually heard they were talking about making it white. I mean a uh, female,
0: believe it or not. Nah. Mm-hmm. I think I mean Interstellar was a good actor. Jane I Bond. Like him, I just, it's just I just hate anything that's forced political correctness. Yes, you know? sir.
1: Like that new Doctor Who, where they made Doctor Who a woman. It's like stop it now, just did stop they? it. Yep, they did. And guess what? It they didn't, should call her. They should call her Doctor Who. Ha! It didn't do very well.
2: <laughs> you know my my opinion on forced political correctness is different than a lot of people's. I'm for forced political correctness as long as it benefits me in some way. Well
0: That's so you can the do all beating off
1: in front of the TV? Is
0: that what you mean? Zach Zach, tell me how political correctness is gonna benefit a straight white male like yourself. Well, straight ish. A straight ish yeah. white male like yourself. How is political correctness ever gonna benefit you? And go
2: so I get a phone call and they're like, Hey Zach Buzzkill, we need a new Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> we want a new Bill Cosby, but he's gotta be white and a punk rocker. And
0: straight like for Tom Hardy, I'm for it. And you both love Jell-O and uh, having your way with women who are sleeping. So, you know, it's it's kind of a – Jell-O Afra,
1: uh, Exactly. I <laughs> love him. Thank you very much.
0: So, so, so I'm going a- to ask you a series of questions now, Zach. Uh-oh. And you're going to tell me about your experiences with him because you're a man of the world, and I'm sure you've experienced all these things. First then- of all – are these Valentine's Day questions? This is yes, this is going back to the Valentine's Day thing. I mean, I can go back to my Terry Gross voice if you want.
1: No, no, we don't we don't need touching Zach, touching Tom or whatever the fuck Zach, his name
0: was. Tell me about your experiences with necrophilia. Jesus. With necrophilia? Is this the first question or is this the Yes, yes, this is the first right. question. I have several questions along these lines.
2: Well, uh if you've listened to the Radio Buzzkill's album Get Lost, I wrote a song about a serial killer named Jeffrey Dahmer. And you know, a yes. lot of times people—it's uh, a song called "Cold and Lonely," and it's—it's hmm. it's, a lot of times what I find is when it comes with these American or, or or international serial killers, the media likes to sort of gloss over the worst of the worst of these people, and they sort of become like folk heroes, you know, you know, where people are like. My spirit animal is Jeffrey Dahmer, you know? And, uh, which I think is fucking stupid. So, when we wrote the song Cold and Lonely, I had read a book on Jeffrey Dahmer. And he actually cut the penises off as his victims so he could freeze them and so he could suck them later. With penis pops. So, there's exactly. (laughs) That's a great
1: name for a fucking pop punk band.
2: So there's a there's With a, penis a pop. line. There's a line in that song uh, that says, I wanna make you my sex zombie. I wanna suck your frozen cock. And um I've always really liked that line. It's probably like our most controversial line. One time we were playing a show that I realized like middle of this song was There was, like, a bunch of kids there. Nice. And I was like, oh, what do I do with this? There's these kids I'm about to sing about frozen cocks in front of. Ah, just mumble. It'll be fine. You know what? I I said, I want to take you to the movies. Maybe we'll go see RoboCop.
0: Nice. Nice save. And,
2: And now sometimes I just sing them back and forth, but... In terms of writing about necrophilia, I've I've actually written about it quite a bit.
0: Was it based on a real life experience?
2: Uh, it was based on Jeffrey Dahmer's real life experience.
0: hundred okay. percent. So you so you never you never like uh, had a had a girlfriend or something to be like, uh, hey, uh, go sit in the bathtub with like an ice water bathtub, and then uh, go lay in the bed really still. You never did that. No, most
2: of my <laughs> sexual fantasies are involved like That's elaborate. All-
1: Tom Hardy, no. apparently.
2: No. <laughs> I try to keep him out of the bedroom because it's just so sad. I'll never obtain him. Um. No, I've never had it. That's never been a thing of mine. Uh, all right. Well, body thing. All right.
0: Let's try a different one then. Bestiality.
1: Oh Jesus tell Christ! Tell me about what, your Tom, what is the matter tell- with you tonight?
2: <laughs> oh Jesus! Well. <laughs> Uh, do you guys know Joe Adam from the Adams?
1: Uh, don't yes. even don't even get me fucking started
2: a on that bit, guy. A bit, don't get bit. me started uh, on that guy. I don't want to get a bestiality, but I do want to get into the worst album art I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Tell
1: me about it. The fucking thing is atrocious. Jesus uh, Christ!
2: Just as you say the word bestiality, I I think about that album cover because the album itself is really good, um, but I it has a dog's hard dick the red rocket like featured heavily and
0: on the back right
2: uh yes i don't care how much i like an album uh, i have trouble looking at that
1: i i had you know what i had trouble putting it in my in my collection yesterday i was very tempted just to drop it right in the trash right yeah
0: well right? it it's it, this is Zach's label mate though
1: Neil. Well, I know, but Zach, but even Zach is is, is ragging on it, so well, I think, it's, I think it's, it's fine.
0: It's funny because I re, I reviewed the album, and I gave it a favorable review. I thought it was the same thing. I thought you know it's a fun album, good album. I mean, it's not reinventing the wheel by any stretch of imagination, but it was a fun album. And I, and and Joe literally just got so much traffic out of bitching about my positive review. That it was way better than if I would have wrote a glowing review because he got way more traction out of it. He is definitely a a dude that seems like he is a real pain in the ass, but whatever. I mean, it's the album is fine. I don't know I him. Say, I don't know him personally. But
2: all I can say to you is, you know, thank you very much for your positive review.
0: Um, I really liked
2: the parts where you said that we reinvented a lot of wheels. <laughs> yes. Uh, I really especially liked the part where you complimented us for not having a a erect dog penis on our (laughs) album. Do you guys want to talk about album art? I'd love to talk about album
1: art. Yes, go for it, mate.
2: Uh, Because... I think album art is heavily unappreciated.
1: Yeah, dude, and after you're done, I'm going to rag on it, too, because so many of these fucking pop-punk pens just dial it in. I mean, they just fucking phone it in. They just put some stupid cartoon on the cover, and they're done.
2: So, cool. I didn't know that about you. We're kindred spirits, you know?
1: Uh, Because
0: you're both both into bestiality? Oh, man. Uh... You Tonight. Jesus. (laughs) Bestiality.
2: Sometimes I we have a big dog,
0: and sometimes I've woken up and his butts
2: in my face. It's disgusting. So I don't think I have that in me. That's um, what she said. Maybe.
0: All right, I guess I'll skip the incest question. Yes, right. I think, <laughs> you, can I think you
1: can stop that one. Yes, yes, I think that's good.
0: <laughs> I want to talk about art, though. Yeah, go on. Time.
1: Go on, man. Go on. Well,
0: uh, I'll tell you what. Let's play another song, and then we'll because we're gonna we're gonna preview like half this new album, which is which is great. You know, so what? let's you play... play as much of it
2: as you want because. We part of the reason this thing took 2 years was because I have always wanted to put out like my idea of what a perfect punk rock album is.
3: Hmm.
0: And this is
2: this is almost there. Like
0: we I thought you were going to I thought you were going to say the reason you waited you waited so long is because you didn't want to put another record out until we were ready to have you back on as a guest. There you go. Well, that's true too. All right. What's what's next? What's the next song then, you Neil? Know? What's 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 next on the agenda for song wise? Let's
1: do um, uh, let's do uh, nothing new. How's that? Nothing new. So this is
0: is this the closing track? On the this album? is number twelve. This is track twelve. Okay. How many so. songs are on the record, Zach? I mean, I know because I've been listening to it constantly for the last two weeks. But why don't you tell people? There's fourteen.
3: Fourteen. How's 14.
0: that? To See, well, that is the perfect number. I mean, that's the first three Ramones albums, right? I mean, even though you don't like. Songs about lobotomies. You still have fourteen songs, so that's perfect. That's weird right. that you
2: said it. I, it's, and I, it's not not that I don't like songs about lobotomies. I don't like the
0: seven. You just want a fresh take on it.
2: I don't like the seventy-five thousand songs about lobotomies that came after the Ramones wrote their song about lobotomies.
0: Yeah, you hear you heard it here first. Zach hates anyone who got a lobotomy, and also <laughs> people who skate. <laughs> All yet. right, Neil, go ahead and play this. Song. <laughs> this
1: Nothing song. new. Radio buzzkill's Okay. thing new radio buzz kills another fine song off this
2: fine record
1: so go so on tell you, us about tell us about album Go on
2: yeah so i first of all i totally agree with you um i hate getting yeah you know, nothing's like there's nothing like even even today as a as an adult when i like order a new record in the mail and i see it's come and i've opened it there's still like a certain strange excitement about opening a new record right
3: mm-hmm. 100%. yes
0: absolutely
2: just something about it and i've noticed like like you mentioned that um it's almost like maybe because of the digital world the art has become secondary to the album whereas in the past especially if you look at um i'll just like throw in the dead kennedys for example like a dead kennedy's record everything tied together mhm yeah the record tied in with the album art tied in with lyrics tied in with the themes of the song tied in with the sounds of the song It uh, was a poster
1: or something or lyric sheets or whatever it was yeah, yeah it all tied together it was a package it was a complete package
2: like you bought an album you didn't buy songs to listen to right um mm-hmm so so i really wanted get even to be that experience for the person who bought it that you're not just buying some radio buzzkill songs to listen to so i don't know if you've seen the art on it um a lot of people have compared it to uh green day's insomniac album Mm. which was kind of weird for me because for me the number one influence was there some of the early dead kennedys albums um i I really looked at a lot of those records and was like this is what i want to do like yeah we don't sound anything like the dead kennedys but they're a huge influence on me and everything i do so i I wanted it to look and feel like a dead kennedys record so i went to this awesome uh italian artist um David Brandino, Um, he's living in Oakland right now, and we sat down with a very early version of the album and he did the same sort of style art that's in those um, early Dead Kennedys records where he cut out um, pieces of vintage magazines and kind of clipped them together. But it's really important to me that everything that went on the album cover and the back of the album tied into the themes or lyrics or the songs themselves. So I I wanted to, and it ended up turning out pretty cool. uh, The album cover and the album back themselves are kind of like a scavenger hunt for the listener. Mm -hmm. So as you listen to the record... And a certain song or a certain theme, you can then go back and you can find it in the album cover, so See, there's
1: a picture of Oksana Bayul right there, right there
2: uh philosophically, yes, there you go. She didn't make the cut because we stuck with the vintage, you know, uh, mm-hmm. gotcha, wanted it to be less literal than that, you know, because I am a doctor <laughs> dr doctor Dr doctor, Love. Doctor Love. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not shitting you guys. Did you guys know that? I'm my PhD.
1: What? Yeah. PhD in fucking hanky panky. That's what you got. No.
0: No. He said he went a, to college. I assume a, he just smoked weed and masturbated, but maybe he got a PhD.
2: I have a PhD from St. Louis University. Thank you very much.
0: East St. Louis University.
2: That's a great joke for people in this area. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the world's just like what are you talking about dude they're like oh east is that the less expensive one
0: yeah <laughs> slightly slightly but what's uh, your phd in zach come on let's get the punchline here no
2: it's in history
0: really yeah interesting what do you uh That's I'm not like when getting... we
2: play with squirt gun i was talking to <laughs> to mass because mass is also a punk rocker with a phd
0: yeah, Mass and, is a very bright dude. Not that you're not, but he's a very bright dude.
2: I think I'm very bright, but I hide it out of embarrassment. Right now, I could say all kinds of smart shit. You wouldn't even know it. Uh, <laughs> but we did a couple shows with Squirt Gun and, um a couple years back before, before the COVID hit. And, um, yeah, I was talking to Mass. And then you don't just come up and say, like, hey, by the way, I have my PhD, too. It just it, it happens naturally in conversation and, and then it's like you get to really know the person. Hmm. But I didn't get along well with with anyone better than Dan Panic from Squirt
0: Gun. Okay. So Dan Panic So so I saw Squirt Gun only one time and it was like the Detroit lineup with the Detroit singer? Yes. But Dan Panic came out front and sang a couple of Screeching Weasel songs. It was a lot of fun. I'm a huge Weasel fan. And he's really and, good. Uh, uh, you know, you said you were talking about Dan Panic. For some reason in my head earlier, I was thinking Dan Vapid Because Dan Danny Vapid's from St. Louis, I think, right?
2: Yeah. Dan Vapid lives, yeah, basically, for, for all intents and purposes. He, he, he married a St. Louis girl and lives in this area now.
0: Okay. Better, better neighborhood than you, I'm sure, right?
2: You know, I live in a really nice neighborhood. The last murder— Except for those the- murders— Well, the last last murder that took place, uh, I'm kind of disappointed. I used to tell people, because a guy killed another guy with the samurai sword.
0: Mm. Mm. No joke. That's classic. It was an honor killing.
2: Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool, but this is just like a regular drug
0: shooting. Mm. Boring. Uh, Neil knows that. Chicago, right? That's all Chicago. Get that every day. Drug
2: killings. But yeah, everyone should buy it. A get even from the radio buzz kills. Yes,
1: I thought we were going to hear more sorry. about Dan Vapid and Murders. What that, no, Dan Panic.
0: Dan Panic. Dan Panic. I'm sorry. So, you so you you love Dan Panic, not not like Tom Hardy love, but just like love in general. It's not a Tom Hardy
2: love yet. We did a few shows with Squirt Gun. And other than you can't name each other for this, have you ever had someone that you didn't know at all and you met? And you just like totally fucking hit it off like your best friends right away, like you've known yep. each other for years.
0: Absolutely. You know, you know what I, I always, I always tell that story about, uh, or I don't know if I always tell the story about the first time I met Matt Neil, our pal from Logansport. Yes. I mean, we just, we just, I, I just swung through town and we just sat there and BS, and he showed me the state theater, and we just talked, 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 talked. My wife pretty much had to come in and extract me. Jesus, you Tony bastard! It's like, it's like we would known each other our whole lives. Yep. But I mean wow. that happens sometimes, you know. I'm a talker though, and you're a talker, Zach. So it's easy for you, right? Yeah, you know, I'm even talking, and I'm I'm uh about to die of COVID. See, <laughs> He can't stop talking. He's using his last. He's using his last strength, his last little bit of strength to talk to us now.
2: Yeah, he is.
1: What a nice yeah, guy. That's
0: right. Sell some
2: records and pay my fucking medical bills when I... There you go.
1: See, I thought there was going to be some angry story about Dan Panic, but it went in a completely different direction. Oh,
2: God, no. I could not say a single bad thing about Dan Panic. So so we were doing... A, I don't want to be inaccurate. We were doing like a weekender with a Squirt Gun, and Dan Panic was playing drums. Yep. And for whatever reason, Dan and I just like fucking hit mm-hmm. it off. Like we spent the whole weekend together. It was like the perfect romance. not not in the sexual mm-hmm. way.
1: Spent the weekend um, together, a lost weekend.
2: This is this Zachary. is basically you know because Jenny, my wife, is in the Radio Buzzkills, and she was like, I w- I would like come away from talking to Dan and go say talk to Jenny, and she's like, "You're having such a good time. You just need to go keep talking to him." Um, It was really sweet. She's a sweetheart. <laughs> but um, what ended up happening with that because we've stayed in touch after those shows and everything. Um, I had this big group of songs that weren't right for the radio buzzkills. They were like, um, I would say all sort of like the mid-tempo Ramones, oldies-style stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. Gotcha. And, um, um,
2: I-, and I had all these Sort of Riverdale's
0: thing. Riverdale's type stuff.
2: Yeah, similar to the Riverdale's, and that's kind of where it ties in. And um,
0: yeah, of course, you. Jenny and I had
2: recorded all of these, um, I had like six or seven different click tracks, um, with her singing lead vocals on them because I, I kind of wrote them for her to sing like sweet mid-tempo stuff, and I sent them to Dan. And this is actually spun off into another project, which I shouldn't be promoting because everyone should be buy, buying uh, the Radio Buzzkills Get Even. But uh, down the road, look for this other project that's called Jenny and the Owlets, which is my lovely wife from the Radio Buzzkills playing bass and singing leads, myself on guitar, and Dan Panic on drums playing these really sort of sweet mid-tempo love pop punk songs that would be perfect for a valentine's day show perfect for an afternoon tryst the or owlets or the day owlets show. or the trowel- the towelettes the the owlets that's the term for a baby owl i like towelette i think that works
0: yeah see now you're going back to the axon Bayul thing and spreading your seed with your towelettes <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, it, all,
1: it all ties together, see?
0: It's see how happening. I did that? This yes. show, in a lot of ways, is like a fine record. Everything kind of ties together. It's Jenny ha- Jenny loves owls. Hmm. And hmm. Um, I
2: thought what would be better than myself and the legendary drummer from so many bands, Screeching Weasel, the Groovy Ghoulies, uh, the Queers, you know, Dan Panic also being an owlet which is a weird conversation to have with him. Like, hey, Dan, we have all these songs. We have click tracks for him. Can can we send them to you in California and have you record them on a studio? And by the way, you have to be a baby owl. And uh, he was totally down
0: for it. So he's in California.
2: Yes, he's based in the Bay Area.
0: Oh, no kidding. Because he was like, because he played the, the classic, you know, Screeching Weasel lineup, of course, was, you know, weasel jughead panic and vapid that was the classic what's considered the classic lineup even though i don't think they made the best records um but he also was the first drummer for the riverdales right yes
2: yes he drummed on the the first two
0: records the first two records yeah
2: before lumley
0: uh um, yeah lumley yeah,
2: yeah that's right drum anyway. yeah
0: but um I, I just finished the larry livermore book about lookout records so i have lookout heavily on my mind <laughs>
2: Guys, I went to see Larry Livermore talk about that book in St. Louis.
0: Oh, yeah? Huh. How the was that?
2: Guy that I won't name from a local St. Louis band who was so drunk, and it wasn't me,
3: who was so <laughs> drunk
2: and so belligerent that he just, like, ruined the whole thing. Huh. Uh, but, like, in a hilarious way that I now have a story out of it. Wow.
1: Yeah, that's what Sid Vicious would have done, so, you know. He, I, I mean, I, 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 I want
0: to, to know who it was, but it's probably some local I don't even know who it is, so. Exactly. I could name I could say like and you
2: know who it was? Steve Paulson. And you'd be and then you'd have to pretend like you knew who that was. Exactly. I don't know who that is. I just made that name up.
0: You know, from the from the hungry necrophiliacs? Famous St. Louis band.
1: Dude, that name—that name you just made up—is actually better than like 99 percent of punk rock band names.
0: <laughs> Dude, I made up one the other day that I actually—I I can't remember what it was—but I really, I really liked—I really liked it. Going back to oh, it, I don't remember what it was. It might have been like Cannibal Handjob or something. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Cannibal handjob's is a good one. You had yes, think it,
1: Pekka Shredder was one of yours, I, I, which I, I really
0: liked. I did get a text after an episode a couple of weeks ago that said you should name your album Mountain Jizz. So. <laughs> It's a strong contender. <laughs> there you
1: go. Yes, I think we lost Zach. I think he passed out. Too much <laughs> nah, fucking I NyQuil. Thinking,
2: I was thinking you could spell jizz differently.
1: Hmm. Okay.
2: Like, you know like how the new metal bands like spell shit wrong to try to be clever? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> take that. Mountain. Take that, late 90s. Like Mountain Jizz would be like m u n t n. G-I-Z or something. There you
0: go.
2: We're mountain jizz.
0: <laughs> it still tastes just as sweet, though. Even if Here's our latest
2: them. hit. I hit my stepdad.
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what we should do. What should we do, Tom? We should play another song, and then we're going to let Zach give us a sales pitch on why we should buy the format that he's recommending, because he's a very passionate... Proponent of this, and I think he makes a pretty good argument. Even though I don't know that he's in any condition to make a good argument today, so let's play another song. You know. What's the next song?
1: Yeah, I've got a couple of other provisos on that too. Um, I tell you what, let's do um the third song on this new album. It's called "I Fell for You," which I assume oh, is you wrote is about great... your lovely wife, I believe, now right? This this is a lovely. This a is lovely actually
2: KS1 very, song. very important. Uh, this is the first song that Jen has ever wrote
0: mm-hmm. ever. Oh
2: so jenny wrote this song and she sings lead on this song and she fucking kills it it's a beautiful mid-tempo if you're a fan of like mid-tempo ramonesy punk rock this is your jam
1: excellent all right let's check it out i fell for you radio bus (laughs) kills me that was delightful of her. does, does Jen ever it.
0: ask you to sit in an icy cold bath and then to lay very still oh, that ever what?
1: <laughs> that's what she has to do to get a rise out of young Zach
0: <laughs> nah, but get out the Tom always, Hardy pictures
2: yeah. nah, she always makes me wear a, a mask of Tom Hardy though it's weird
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a little weird but it's okay
2: I mean listen whatever works for you whatever works for you whatever it works for her she's the most important one
0: so <laughs> true it's true it so okay so you you mentioned earlier that about these pressing plant problems this is something we've been talking about ad nauseum i mean we, we've talked a lot about it and obviously the small labels are having a lot of issues with it so you guys have decided to, you guys have kind of taken an interesting route and uh only time will tell if it works out or not. I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. But why don't you tell us what the plan is going forward with the Radio Buzz Kills album as far as the release date, the Valentine's Day release date. Well,
2: I mean, first of all, it's a record we spent two years on and we put all of our hearts into it. every yep. member. Yes, uh, we are. <clears throat> despite how I may come across on, on the podcast format as a horrific addict of NyQuil, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I care a lot about songwriting and I care a lot about music and I care a lot about punk rock. Yep. And those things are very important to me. They make up who I am as a person and being told that you've made something you're very proud of and this is great and we know that there's a label pro rock who's who's willing to press this for you and you should have that about april 2023 is when you'll
0: really, have a whole when you'll have a whole new set of songs by
2: then right really really was a fucking hard pill to swallow
0: 100 mm-hmm, percent um especially like you
2: just said because the We're working on our new set list and working things in like I already probably have most of a new album written on paper, (laughs) you know, that hasn't gone to the band yet because he's been around so, so long. So we just went with CD on this and our attitude was, well, if we are just going CD on this, we might as well tell people why, and say "fuck you" to major labels who have been screwing over the little guy forever. They've just found a new way to do it by uh,
1: bumping us monopolizing. Out. Yeah, monopolizing the
0: pressing plants. Yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, essentially, and I don't blame the pressing plants at all. You know, no, it, they
0: got—they're trying to make money. Yeah, absolutely. exactly.
2: Yeah, so you have a pressing plant. Ours was going to be pressed at a place I won't name in Detroit. And um, we had the whole deal set. We had the price set. And pretty frankly, the guy came to Pro Rock and was like, look, I'm sorry. I have to push this back. We're being paid almost twice as much to put out a bunch of records that, first of all, no one's going to fucking buy to sit in this Walmart or Target. But we're a business, too. So we sat down with Kenny and we just said, fuck it. Let's just sell it on CD.'" Let's try to put together something really special so when people buy it on CD, they're getting more than just a CD and um, kind of take the attitude of, you know, get even, fuck the major labels, buy our CD. Eventually you'll have it on vinyl, but I don't fucking know when, you know. The dates that we were quoted were like late, basically were like early to mid 2023 Jesus, and and we were too way too proud of this album to sit on it so we kind of sat down and brainstormed and we said let's just put it out on cd and let's come up with this like really cool bundle thing so even though people aren't getting a record they're getting something special if they want to order it and um because the album's just as great whether you listen to it on on vinyl or laser and uh, eventually he'll get it on vinyl. I don't know when. So, so what do you... So, well, hold on a so, second.
1: Hold on, hold, on, right. hold on a second, Tom. So yep. you say you don't blame the pressing plants, but I kind of do, because the they are being super short-sighted, because it is the smaller punk rock labels and bands that kept them in business through the bleak times. And you can't just rush out to... Um, the major labels when times are good, because times are not going to be good forever. And if bands like you uh, decide that you're not going to do vinyl anymore, then those pressing plans are eventually cutting their own throats. So I think it's a really fucking bad move, personally, that they're not doing what they're doing.
2: And and here's the deal. Um, You know, I try to maintain some political balance you know so i don't piss them off but you're right fuck them you know we've been producing our (laughs) records and having these guys print them when they're trying to fucking pay their bills and now adele comes along and suddenly it's like oh fuck all you little guys who have kept us in business because now we have money from sony or interscope or whoever the fuck i don't know they're not gonna call me so you know what i guess i don't need to be politically correct fuck them they don't need my money I'll put them on CD, I'll put to better, together like a cool package and put together some special stuff for people to buy, but you're 100% right, you know, why should I couch out of them? Fuck all of them. <laughs> that place in Detroit can go fuck themselves too.
0: So, so what What was, what, what, so what do you, tell, tell us what you're doing, I mean, I see, I, I'm at the website right now, so what is the, uh, how did you come up with what you came up with, and uh, tell people what you're going to, what your plan is. Well, it,
2: I think it's undeniable that there is a special feeling about a vinyl record. I don't know what it is. Um, well, like you said, it's the,
1: it, it's the whole package, right? It's the album. Well, hope assuming yeah. assuming you don't do like like the Adams did and just fuck it over, but you know, it's like the album art, it's the package, it's the lyrics, it's the whole thing, right? It's a it's a whole package.
2: Yeah, and it's so big. You get you get a big piece of art. You right. get uh, you know usually you get a full on lyric sheet. You could leave, you know, there's something magic about it. So, um, and that magic was definitely lost when we went to the, to the CD era. So what we put together was you can still just go buy the get even CD and it's just as good as it would have been on vinyl. Um, and I'm thinking about selling an alternate CD, which just is the Adele album. Since she's (laughs) kind of the (sighs) bitch that, um, screwed a lot of us over i was gonna say cunt but this uh airs places other than uh england because in england you can just say cunt oh god we right? we say, we say oh, it, all Neil the time. Says it constantly it, it, yes. it's funny
1: it, it, it insults my daughter more if i call her a bitch instead of cunt because i say that word so much so she doesn't she's yeah, not even bothered word, by that it,
2: the,
0: the word cunt yeah it, so, it, it leaves her lips yeah. fairly regularly too last time i sorry yeah yeah
1: she does she does that one as well <laughs>
2: So, uh, anyways, fuck her and all those other bands, and yeah, fuck the pressing labels, because we have kept them in business all these years, and now they're just kind of uh, sticking their thumbs up our asses, and they're no Tom
0: Hardy when it comes to that. Let me tell you. Why uh, even t- I didn't even think to ask you about sticking thumbs up your asses. See, you know, there's so many things, I so many things left unturned.
1: Well, see, I I actually started doing some research on this, Tom, and we can actually talk about this seriously on another show about why there is all these vinyl problems, right? And it's not just Adele. I mean, that's the one. I mean, she gets all the press, but it's not
0: just Ta- her. Swift, but but, so, but the fact of it is. Taylor Swift and Adele were responsible for like something like 60% of the records sold last year or something. Well, I mean, it was insane, Neil. It was well, insane. Did you know that, this? It, don't that, quote me on that. I don't remember what the percentage was, but it was a huge amount. Did you know this
1: for Record Store Day? It's it, A lot of the problem is that was fucking stupid box sets that get released for Record Store Day. Did you know that David Bowie put out uh, a box set called Brilliant Adventure? It had 18 180-gram LPs in it.
0: Eight, oh, my God. 18. his family's just gonna beat that dead horse huh yeah
1: and never mind you know the nirvana nevermind thing their ultimate box set has eight albums so that's you know i mean that's a lot of fucking vinyl just in one stupid box set which nobody
0: needs nobody needs that honestly i'm fine with i mean all that extra stuff it doesn't need give me the vinyl album the extra stuff is for cd features you don't need you just want the original album yeah I don't. i mean you want to hear a bedroom demo Pressed to 180 gram vinyl, is that necessary? Right. I would way rather hear Zach Buzzkill sing about you know. No for shit. No for real. Just,
1: for real. You know, yeah. With his,
0: with his pile of tissues and his figure skating in his basement. I mean, I would. <laughs> I would way rather hear about that than some basement freaking Nirvana demo. You know right,
1: exactly. It's probably some live thing that's fucking dreadful and is unlistenable. How do you like that,
0: Zach? How's that for a backhanded compliment? Paul McCartney made.
2: A solo record, which is, like, universally shitty. I wish I could
0: remember the name of
2: it. You know, it it's funny,
0: because a... Bill from Siren Records was, I think, kind of complained about that, wasn't he, Neil? Yeah, he was. The, he was talking the about the Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney album. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, there's a Paul McCartney solo album that's
0: shit. And, like,
2: this Actually, album... I think there's
0: about 20 of them, but— Well, there's
2: this one in particular. I wish I could remember the name of it. It has, like, a fucking llama on the cover or something. <laughs> so you no know shit right off the bat. Uh, Jenny and I took her daughter shopping it was was just after record store day and there's like 14 copies of this shit Paul McCartney Llama album and I'm looking at them thinking these should be get evens and uh, I'm not going to say I got kicked out of the store for destroying uh, a bunch of Paul McCartney Llama albums but I I might have I don't know there's some dark times
3: what?
0: what
2: question was I supposed to be answering? I don't even remember.
0: Uh oh, what are you doing? What's what are you doing to what are you doing to uh, help yeah, people yeah.
2: encourage people to buy the C D. So you can just buy the C D. Yep. And that's fine and we appreciate it. And yep. as you know, it is a great album that you yourself
0: has said reinvents the wheel
2: in many ways. Exactly. Um
3: uh,
0: it's literally like it's it, listening to this album is literally like living your whole life in a cave and then sticking your head outside and feeling the fresh air and the sunshine on your face. That's what this album is like. You can quote me on that.
2: It's like taking the original wheel and getting on a new wheel and saying, Hey, they've reinvented it. Wow. Exactly. This is the new wheel. Exactly. I've, there's a new one. So it's rounder. So we have two options. Cause we understand People are obsessed with vinyl. They like to buy it and jerk off to it the same way I do to Tom Hardy movies. But so you can just you can just buy the CD and that's fine and dandy and that's great and we love it and we appreciate you if you just buy the CD and it's ten bucks for a CD. You know you're not getting raped like one of Paul McCartney's llamas raping you because that <laughs> might as well be what happens. Cause that album's 30 fucking dollars. I'd rather be raped by a Paul McCartney llama. Wow. We also have <laughs> an additional bundle because we realized that, and, and believe it or not, Kenny, uh, from pro rock records helped, uh, formulate these ideas that, that, Part of the reason people like buying a record is because they like buying something special. So, uh, we have a bundle available for thirty bucks, and for thirty bucks you get the CD of Get Even. We went to a very talented artist, um, and I can't remember her name. I'm so sorry. You can check her out on Sicky Prints on. Um, the old Instagram machine, which I don't use because Tom Hardy's not on it, but it's prints. Um, so we tried to put together a package for a CD that was equal to the specialness of opening up vinyl. So for 30 bucks, you get the CD, you get, uh, a hand numbered art print that she created. You can see that on our Facebook or Instagrams. Um, I'm also throwing in a piece of Radio Buzzkill's memorabilia, so I'm a bit of a pack rat. I save a set list from every show we've ever played, no matter where in the world it is. Um, I have a lot of original lyric sheets saved, so I'm taking something from my personal collection, like one of those... Lyric sheets, or um, it's
1: not a used tissue collection, is it? He's, plucking, your,
2: his, he's plucking his pubic hairs out one by your,
1: one. Bayul, uh, days. It's the used oh, no.
2: the used Kleenex. So it's like uh, an original lyric sheet, or like um, one. I'm really really uh, I'm gonna let go with it. Is is when we played up in Canada, our set list from when we played Pooza Fest in Montreal, um, some kind of like cool radio buzz kills. <laughs> historical lore we're gonna pack with it got a cease and desist band.
1: from that girl uh joey remind her
2: yes yes <laughs> yeah. uh we're all gonna sign the artwork that she made so for 30 bucks we're trying to kind of include that all of in into it too so you kind of get the vinyl experience even though you're getting a cd you're still getting some cool stuff with it
1: can you order the vinyl as well and just have to wait for
2: it or not, you know, even offering that? It will come out with vinyl eventually, but it would be dishonest to our fan base to say when that would happen. So we're not selling it right now. Sure. Um honest to God, what we've been quoted is like around spring
0: of two thousand twenty three for it. So, well, and they've already and they've already proven they're more than happy to bump you exactly if if something else comes along like this
2: should have been pressed and coming out on valentine's day on vinyl in fact this is kind of weird like kenny and i went back and forth for a long time whether or not to do cds at all um and i think like our final argument rested with nah let's not bother doing them let's just do vinyl and um then the whole world sort of changed on us <laughs> it yeah. ended up being...
0: did you did you do cd as the last album
2: what's that i'm sorry
0: did you do cd in the last album or no
2: uh yeah the last album is available on cd
0: and vinyl okay uh, i have a beautiful copy of it in yellow
2: yes the yellow vinyl i don't think we have any of those left uh hmm. the yellow girl gone i think
0: all i have is black but uh, I I bought it from I bought it from Dougie Tangent, drummer extraordinaire.
2: No kidding! I'm glad yep. he fucking loaded something I gave to him for free.
0: <laughs> oh shit! <laughs>
1: another one, another one cut off. Okay, great. All
0: right, making friends all over the place. Yep. Yeah, I, Michael. I also Michael. bought. I also bought. I bought a few things from him. Actually, it was pretty cool. He's got. He's
1: so all the shit deals. he'd been given for free, he sold it
0: well it's funny i'm starting to get a pretty good pile of stuff like that myself you know so it happens
1: yeah you're gonna start selling some stuff to me
0: that'll be great mm. <laughs> I, don't think Thanks. So. I think i'm still i think you're still a couple up on me if i if i got something you want it's all your all right
2: it's all right i like dougie tachin a lot till i just heard that you know <laughs> um he can go fuck himself there you go uh <laughs> You know, give a guy a free album. He sells so at least. Fuck, you should at least fucking send me the twenty dollars because he didn't pay shit for it.
0: Well, I'm sorry that I started this new feud <laughs> yes, between yes, former yes. friends. Yes.
1: you didn't buy. It. You didn't f- get it from Dougie Tensions at all, did you, Tom? I bought a whole
0: bunch of. St- I bought a whole bunch of stuff from him, but now I wonder if he got them all for free. I guess I won't mention the other artists.
2: Yeah, here's what I'm saying: if you fucking give something for someone, did he give it to you for
0: free? He gave it to me at a reasonable price. <laughs> a blowjob. All okay.
2: right. So that's a fucking piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. Now, unless I'm remembering things wrong, because I'm on a lot of medicine from COVID.
0: That's true. And maybe, if yeah. I know I, myself. I I...
2: All right. Okay. Here's me. If I know myself, Dougie Tangent stayed in my basement when he was drumming with Hale, Haley and the Crutchers, okay? Yep.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: Because Maybe Haley... he filled
0: his backpack with records. Just filled a whole yeah. backpack full of, them out of your base. Yeah. So like,
2: I just gave, I gave him a bunch of stuff because I love that dude, and I love his band, and I, I love Haley and the Crushers too. Yep, super nice guy. So su- yeah, super nice piece of shit. You mean? <laughs> uh, so I, let's just let's just say it's not him, okay? Let's just say it's a guy named Joe. All right joe say, adam no no that's not right cause i'm not talking about joe adam let's say it's let's say it's me let's say it's zach buzzkill okay let's say
0: it's zach hardy let's just no, pick a random name let's we'll say hardy.
2: it's me let's say okay. zach buzzkill goes on tour because we're playing a tour and he goes to a basement of a guy from another band yep. and that guy gives him a bunch of shit and says hey man you just take this i'm not worried about it yep And then Zach Buskill goes to you
0: and fucking sells it? That's uh, fucking
3: fucking
0: shitty. Send me your list of what you got. I'll take a look at it. I'm just
3: saying. I'm just
2: saying. Objectively, that's a fucking shitty thing to do, right?
1: Well, Uh, I I mean, maybe he was having hard times.
3: Objectively.
2: You know. Hard times. My rent was fucking two months late. <laughs> Fuck you, dude.
0: Everyone... Hey, don't
1: turn on <laughs> me. I'm just
0: saying. Boy, this, this took a really dark turn. It hey, Zach, Zach. have you forgotten about the love?
2: Hey, when you asked for Zach Bosley, you asked for Punk Rock's number one wrestling heel.
1: Hey, Tom. I there think I think you got it wrong, and you bought it from Pro Rock, right? I think that's what happened.
0: Yeah. No, yes. No. Yes. I think you
1: miss. I think you misremembered.
0: Ordered, I, I was mistaken. That was not where I got it from. <laughs>
2: now. Let me add in this asterisk, okay? I'm gonna add in this asterisk. Yep. There's a chance that I get really drunk, and he could have given me some money for that.
3: <laughs> there you go.
2: There's a chance. What I'm gonna say, sitting here right now, at 7:48 Central Time, is that's kind of shitty, right? Yeah.
1: Even if he paid for it and then he sold it on, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I
2: don't care if someone if you pay for it and sell it on whatever the fuck. No, I that would. just means
1: he doesn't think it's any good. That would upset I me. I wouldn't
2: too. do that because I'm a stand-up guy. Stand you know? up, maybe, Tom. Stand up. Maybe sack. you
0: gave him multiple. Maybe you gave him multiple copies, dude.
2: You know what I would give multiple copies for is for you to go not fucking sell it to
0: someone else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, listen, hey, it, I didn't it expect it to go good, there either. It found a good home. It's, it's hey. Yeah, someone who's appreciating it. There you go. Someone it, who appreciates it. 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 Right before the Ramones and right after Quiet Riot. So, you know, it's right in there. Radio Buzzkills.
2: And here's the deal. I'm Zach Buzzkill. I don't want any of that edited out.
0: Oh, no. Oh, we don't edit. There you go. We always always tell people before the show, if you're going to talk trash about somebody and then you come back to us later, we're probably not going to edit it out. We've probably, I think we lost, I think I may have lost friends over your first appearance, but we can talk about that later. Uh, (laughs) Oh,
2: is that Dave Parasite?
0: Yeah,
4: I th-
1: well no, I don't Perhaps. think he was ever his friend. Was he? Was
0: that your friend, well, Tom? We were Facebook friends.
1: Well, yeah, you like. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny, man. He told us to. He told us to ditch the episode, but then he remained friends with me, but ditched you. That was pretty funny. Yes. So, well, anyway, of course, we, of course know, he might have really ditched have, me. He might have ditched me. We really me since. haven't talked
0: about this, and this desire, this deserves its own conversation, which I don't. I'm not quite ready to have yet. So let's hold off on this. Okay. Well, you can hold off whatever the fuck you want to hold off. <laughs> <on>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Here's what I'll say about that. Okay, first of all, I love I love Doogie Tangent.
0: And you love love, dude. Just say you I, love love.
2: I love Doogie Tangent, and if I gave him a record and he sold it to you, I'm glad it found a good home. There you go. I have no bones to pick with Doogie Tangent just because I like him so much. I'm just saying maybe he should rethink his policy on selling records that were given to him for free. If I were given a free record, I would also give it away for free. Maybe he's fallen on hard times, but fuck you, I, I we all
0: are. What I will say, what I will say is, when he came on with us, he did send this nice care package. So he gives away records too. He so. does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck that guy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. I love Doogie. I love him. <laughs> Doogie Hauser. Really, right. we love Doogie Hauser.
1: Dookie House is the best.
0: Let's turn this thing around and play another song. Holy cow! We're, let's you know, forget. I'll tell
1: you what. We got the perfect song, but this is for Dookie. This song's called "King of Jerks."
0: No, 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 no. no. I'm no. kidding. All right, no. this song's for this song's for a certain aging punk rocker. Who looks like the comic book guy.
1: It's called "King of Jerks."
0: King of Jerks. Okay.
1: Radio Buzzkill's King of Jerks, the fifth song on the fantastic new album. Get Even. Get Even with Steven.
0: It, it's funny. It's funny. When we had you on the first time, we didn't really know what to expect. This time, we I I, I, I vowed to kind of keep it under control, but, you know, so much for that. Forget it's funny. It. it's funny.
1: Pete just emailed me and asked me how it's going. I said, well, let me tell you, pedophiles, <laughs> Tom Hardy, and uh, I don't know. something." Necrophilia. Else. Yeah, necrophilia. <laughs> yeah. It's going great. Just as we would expect.
0: Well, I, I don't know where we go from here, Neil. Uh
1: well it certainly can't go down. It's gotta go up no, well, from I, here, right? Pedophiles, I guess, I guess, serial killers, murder. It's all good. Well, it's
0: everything. Speak, speaking of pedophiles, serial killers, necrophiliacs, Zach, what about your multiple uh side projects? What do you got going on in that department lately? I know you put you have a band called Lesser Creatures that put out a record this year, right? Or last year. Just for last year.
2: We did, yeah. That was uh Nick Spoon wrote all these songs. Um uh and we sort of became friends. I was like, hey, will you let me play bass and send backup on these? And I just, it's kind of like one of those modern-day laptop projects. And I just, he kind of sent me his songs. And uh, I I just said, like, do whatever you want on bass. Do whatever you want on backups. So it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun for me because normally I'm the one that has to worry about uh, writing all of the Kind of driving the creative force, I guess he would say. So it was nice for me sure. to just sit back and kind of do nothing.
1: Well, that's interesting. So, but when you do that, aren't you tempted to be like, "Well, I wouldn't have done it that way. I think this should have gone here."
2: Well, not. I'm sorry, you broke up there.
1: Oh, like I said uh, when when you're doing that aren't you tempted to say, well, I don't think the song should have gone that way. I think it should have gone this way instead. I mean, isn't it kind of difficult? Will you be the song right to yourself?
2: Um, you know what? Uh, the cool thing about working with Nick on that was that I had suggestions, I guess, similar to what maybe like what a producer would have if they were producing a record. And, um, I would say, Hey man, I think you could, I think you should do this. I, I think this might sound good on it. Okay. He would make some changes and he wouldn't, but for me, Nick is just such a good friend and um, that I just, I just had a lot of fun not having to worry about being the boss, if that makes sense.
1: Sure. No, it does. Sure. It does. Yeah.
2: It, It was nice for me to be able to simply sit back and say, this is the song, this is the, you know, these are the notes, this is the, this is what I think the bass part should sound like. And Nick was really cool about just being able to say, hey, man, do whatever you want. And also singing backups was a totally new thing for me because I've never done that before in my life. And uh, so being able to sit and try to write and sing these almost like Sometimes, like, pretty backups, which are not a Zach Buzzkill thing. Um, I remember playing one of the songs for my kids and arguing with them that that was me or not. Hmm. They were like, that's not you. That's
0: not you. That's Ronnie Spector.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, Too soon. Godfather, Too man. soon. Ronnie Spector is just such a huge influence for, like, a lot of the stuff the Buzzkills do, you know in terms of jenny's backups and stuff that's that's a tough loss <laughs> to take but uh for sure uh i i have a ton of fun working on the lesser creature stuff it's like um zero of responsibility almost
0: where um, where where is nick located he's in arizona oh arizona so you guys will never play live it's um, just like a studio project
2: I don't know. We got together and met up in Las Vegas.
0: Hmm. That was before you knew that Oxana Ax- Ax- Bayou was in Las oh, Vegas. Oh, maybe so. it wasn't. Hmm. I mm. about that.
2: Okay. And I, I was, this is news alert. I was able to clear up with Doogie that that was his extra copy that he gave you. Of Get Lost. So Doogie and I, our, our, our blood
0: feud is now over. That's so funny. You that already you already cleared that up, huh? Excellent.
2: I sent it to him and said, "Hey, just so you know, if you hear this, I'm talking a lot of shit about you."
1: <laughs> yeah, t- Tom, you're never getting anything again from Dougie. Ah,
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, I paid. For, I, like I said, I paid for. It. He sent me some. He sent some stuff every he was on. Dougie's in so many bands that we could probably have him on once a year and never talk about the same band twice. That's true. No, he was a drummer. I love Dougie. Uh, <laughs>
3: He came, well, he's a drummer he came.
0: and he shows up. If you're a drummer and you show up, you will be in 50 bands.
2: Dougie, I love because of all the different bands we've had stay in our basement here in St. Louis, because we have a real nice basement. We've had a lot of, we've housed a lot of cool bands here.
0: There's hardly uh, any
2: murders down there. Zero. He was the <laughs> first person that I said, hey, dude, do you want me to, because I have like a giant big screen down there, like, like a, 100 inch projector type deal. Wow. He was the first person that I said, "Hey man, do you want to like watch old WrestleManias on this?"
1: And we <laughs> stayed up
2: to like 3 a.m. watching them. So you would have done it. that with you. Yeah, well, that's You would have done that. Interesting. With okay,
1: so favorite WrestleMania.
2: Oh Jesus, that's so hard. But got to be gotta a third be seven, one, right? Got to be 17, right?
1: Oh, interesting. I was going to go with three as well. I was, I was with, uh the, I was with my three friend. Three was Tom the on classic.
0: That's the classic under the giant Hulk Hogan one, right? It
1: is, indeed it is in the in Detroit. Where a hundred thousand Silverdome, right?
0: That half ass body slam where he basically gets him up like waist high and just kind of tumbles him off.
1: Yeah, under the giant was in such bad shape too. Then man, it was so sad. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is sad when you read about read about him. Even though I do find it funny, like reading about the Princess Bride where he like drank a hundred beers and like passed out the hotel lobby, <laughs> and they couldn't move him, so they just like rolled a piano over him or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah he's a fucking amazing yeah so what what was 17 what was the uh main event on that one
2: 17 is a rock and stone cold okay uh, hmm. many times referred to as the best i'm weird though because i love, like we i like bad wrestling a lot i love indie wrestling a lot i do too uh, i i have a great song i wrote about kenny omega um Many people not, may not know him. He's probably the greatest wrestler in the world right now. Uh, if you
1: listen to Jim Cornette, he's not. Jim Cornette hates the fucking guy. Twinkle Toes.
2: Twinkle Toes, yeah. Twinkle uh, Toes. I also love Jim Cornette as well. Yes. But uh, 15 years ago, I saw a, a Ring of Honor show where Kenny Omega was wrestling in a hotel conference room.
0: And... He refused to give me a high five. I saw so, your photo. So this guy's so this guy's big time. He's wrestling in a hotel conference room. Well, he well, was back
1: then. I mean, he's big time now. Then, yeah, yeah. Like
2: Fifteen years ago, he was literally wrestling in like a double tree conference room. You know the ones <laughs> where they have like the curtain so they could divide the room, but it was undivided. Sure. And nobody knew who he was at the time.
1: He was actually wrestling in Zach's bedroom.
2: This is what he was doing uh, his basement his large basement and even in my
0: basement he didn't give me a high five he <laughs> probably heard you talk trash about him on a podcast
3: <laughs> yeah but, that's
2: uh, it i just want to clear things up that that, that doogie is a saint and, and, um, we cleared it up my... we're all,
3: we're
0: all good we're all friends we man. My... we're all friends wow. That's good okay good we're all friends with him good doogie's got a doogie's got a new band that uh, we'll, we'll talk to him about at some point i'm sure with uh, another old Detroit punk rocker. Anyway, go ahead. I don't know what the fuck I was saying. Wrestling. Something about wrestling. Double tree.
3: <laughs>
1: wrestling in the double tree. Yes. Exactly. It's,
3: it's yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah.
1: I used to go to yeah, Chicago. I I used to go and see the uh the East Coast Promotion Chicago whenever they tore in Chicago. And that was always excellent cuz it's so funny you see guys that are huge stars now and they were wrestling in uh, yeah, in, in like a gym basically. Yeah. I went out and so I'm in Dreamin' Streamwood, um, Illinois, uh, with with Lydia when she was small. And then I bought the DVD because they'd always put a DVD out, and uh, you can see me and Lydia when she's like eight years old in the front row, and she fell asleep at the end because it went. Low. Oh, I thought
0: she's screaming, "Kill him,
3: kill him!" <laughs> well, she
1: was doing that, "Kill him, you can't." She was saying that at first, and then she fell asleep, so it's kind of funny, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah,
2: I have a very good friend who does nothing but finds. Old independent wrestling shows that the two of us were at on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And um, that's actually how I found the Kenny Omega snub as well.
1: <laughs> the infamous <laughs> Kenny Omega snub. Kenny Twinkle. Yes.
2: I think 15 years later, that dude still owes me a high five. He does. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's part of the problem being a punk rocker these days and trying to do media like this is because. You know, Zach Buzzkill is is sort of like a wrestling heel character, you know, um, and that's what I present to people. But they just think I'm an asshole.
1: They don't know the sweetheart that is the Ph.D. loving uh, the
0: history love, teacher. The love the love Zach. Mm-hmm. No, nah,
1: love I, Zach. <laughs> loves Zach.
0: Love
2: Zach. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. He's got, he's
0: got him a basement as big as a whale. It's <laughs> 15 miles to the Love Zach.
1: That B52's first album, so fucking good.
0: That song definitely wasn't on the first album, though. No, I'm that just saying. A, but I'm just saying the saying B52's that first later.
1: album is a that is a complete fucking classic. That so, first album.
0: So Zach, I I don't know if you have any inside information on this band, but I think you may have may. What about what about the are, The Black Russians. Are the Black Russians gonna be doing anything, or was that just something that was fun for a little bit and? has run its course or where where's the black russians at if you have any inside information on this uh
2: the black russians will have a new record coming out i don't have a date on it
0: like a full length. Uh,
2: the black russians work on um, on the old soviet schedules is nikolai uh, Volko- oh yes.
1: is nikolai volkov in the uh, black russians
2: yes uh no but there's many, many songs about Nikolai Volkov. Nikita, Nikita Kolov?
1: Yes, there you go. Another favorite. Nick, oh, he was good, yes.
2: There There's a whole Russian wrestling song, I think, that that could make the cut on the new one.
0: Um but there's is this no, gonna be a full this is gonna be a full length record or what what are we talking about here?
2: Yeah, definitely the keep your eyes peeled. The the second um the second Black Russians full length. I would say 2022 CD only, I would guess.
1: Okay. Uh, Talking wrestling, uh, wrestling, wrestling and punk rock, um, Von Erichs. What's your take on the Von
2: Erichs?
0: He's also in the Von Erichs. (laughs) You, you
2: may be surprised to know Mm -hmm. that the Von Erichs are actually, uh, I don't know how much I can say. Let me, let me be political. So I don't get in trouble. There are members of the Black Russians in the Von Eriks. There you go.
1: Mm. Loving it. There you go. That album was very there... that album was very, very fun. That is a great fun album. I, I felt the say. same way I there... felt
0: the same way about the Black Russians record. A nice like weird mixture between like Motorhead and Lillington's or something, you know, it's cool just a cool record. Fun.
2: There are. I will just say the Black Russians are are sort of two different bands combined. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Von Erichs are sort of, kind of two different bands uh that are very good friends working together, combined to make to make the the Von Erichs record.
0: But once again, these are bands like Black Russians have never played live, right? Never. And the Von Erichs have never played live. Probably never will, right? Never. Hmm. It's it's just a weird time because like Neil and I are older. Obviously, we grew up in an era where like. Bands were in basements and they jammed together and they made music and they played shows. Like, but it's just weird how many, especially like in the pop punk world, how many of these just like recording projects there are. Isn't it strange, now? It is, Tom. Thomas, very strange. Touching, but the tech. I guess the technology is. is a. lot. Uh, yes, tender Tom. Tender Tom. <laughs> the technology is a lot different, I guess, now than it was. You know, when we were kids, you couldn't do that. You know, you had to have, like, a four-track machine or something. You couldn't just...
1: Well, especially because these side projects sound pretty much kind of similar to the main project. It's not like when yeah, Pete Shelley some did something solo and it was completely different than the Buzzcocks, right? This this stuff all kind of is in the same ballpark. Well,
0: especially, say, say a uh, uh, young, aspiring young songwriter. We'll call him Zach Hardy. Just, you know, just, <laughs> a, not, just a made-up songwriter. <laughs> I mean, at some point, you're writing all these songs... I mean, are you going, oh, this might belong to this band or that might belong to that band? I mean, do you ever get like – because you even said you you wrote some that you thought worked better for your wife. I mean, do you ever like writing a song like, I don't know which band this is for? Do you ever have that issue, Zach, or is that not really a problem? Totally.
2: Yeah, it totally happens where uh, there's one that um, I sit down and I wrote just very recently – and got together with her to sit down and play and god bless her she i don't know why she loves me and sticks with me this is the valentine's day aspect of the episode uh
0: do you make her uh, call do you make her call you dr buzzkill no never i've never made
2: anyone do that because i had a i had a teacher in high school that made, made everyone do that and i was like fuck this guy i said you know what i'm gonna do I'm going to get a doctor, just like a doctor, you know, a PhD, just like you, just so nobody ever knows. I think I'm the only person who has a doctorate out of spite.
1: <laughs> That's the best line. The worst best do line things. ever.
2: But uh, uh, no, it, it does get sometimes you write a song um, and you're not quite sure where it fits best. That a hundred percent happens. Um, I think sometimes you go in to write a song and you have a certain mindset, and you know what it's going to be for. Um, I think when I sit down to just write a song naturally, without any thought, I, that pretty much automatically becomes a radio buzzkill song, you know, without a doubt. And just then, that's your main. That's your main project, yeah. Exactly, and then. Sometimes I'll sit down and I'll write a song and and uh, pretty pretty quickly realize like no this like I'm gonna give this one to Jenny and and Jenny and I work off each other really well too like I may even just give this part to her and see how she can finish it or something like that but it does it, it is weird you have to kind of divide up your mind almost in between these you know different projects and. Uh the bottom line is all the radio buzz kills stuff cuz I, I i do agree that to, to be a real band to to connect with people you have to play live. Playing live is the thing that i love to do the most in the world. I love entertaining, i love playing songs loud and live and um i couldn't imagine being in a project that only records and releases music. Um I don't think that's in my DNA. I, I, I love playing live in front of a crowd way too much to to entertain that. But at the same time, sometimes you have these silly ideas that either are too stupid or just don't fit with the main thing you're doing, but, but they're still great. They still should have a home, and they should still have ears. Um, the weird thing for me has been how often uh that we that we as songwriters write those things and they do find an audience you know where you write something and you think god this is stupid I'm just gonna record it and put it out there and no one's ever gonna find it and then all of a sudden a bunch of people like it that's that's kind of the the other side of the coin when it comes to writing and recording music like that but A band like the Radio Buzzkills will always be a band that goes out and plays these things live and loud for as many people as possible. I'm really excited that we're finally being able to book tours again
0: and stuff for sure. Wow, that was a very coherent few minutes there, Neil. It was. It's, like, it's
1: he, almost like two separate interviews, this.
0: Well, I think he might need to up his dose again. I think
1: so. I think he needs another dose of uh, Nightquill or Dayquill. I'll or tell you what. Let's
0: take advantage of this clarity and play another song.
1: All right. So this is going to be. Maybe we'll come back
0: and let him, yeah. and then we'll listen to Guzzle Nightquill and then maybe let him go to bed. Yeah. Let us all go to bed.
1: Yeah, we'll uh, Yeah. We'll let him plug his album. So this is going to be, actually, it's, it's, a, it's a perfect way to end. This is the song Date Night. So this is the perfect way to end uh, the Valentine's Day thing, for, I for guess, those, right? Yes. For those. Date
2: Night is my favorite song on the record, for sure. And I'll, I'll talk to you guys about this
0: song after we're done. Okay, so this is Date Night. This is a with... song for those who love love.
1: Yep, Date Night. It's, uh, him and his box of Kleenex and his Oxana Biol Tapes and uh, Radio Buzzkills. date night there that was uh
0: so how come that's your favorite song on the record zach
2: um a couple reasons um i'll say three reasons one probably because i'm one of the greatest songwriters of this generation
0: <laughs> that's a yeah. given but yes no this. Yeah. no
1: i'm sorry there's paul mccartney first and then you second
0: wheel so. meet better wheel yeah
2: well actually it's interesting you mentioned paul mccartney because i i do these podcasts and things and a lot of people I, you know ask the question like who's who's your who's your most influential songwriters and my first answer is always the Beatles hmm.
3: uh,
2: like uh the song in terms of song structure and arrangement and um lyrics everything I do is based on what the Beatles did period um they're from Liverpool, every, Tom,
1: if you didn't know that
2: uh, every, I, I'm, not, every... I'm not
0: familiar with the, I'm not familiar with this band. I <laughs> should check them out maybe they're on Spotify.
1: <laughs> maybe. <laughs>
2: they weren't for a long time, but I think they are now. But uh every the, the Beatles are which you don't hear from punk rockers. I don't think enough are the format that I use for pop songwriting. And Date Night is certainly a song that is written in the early Beatles format. I'll be at the Beatles probably wouldn't write a song about using mushrooms and having a really bad trip. Um, oh, I don't know about that, but that's all right. They seem to have good trips in their songs. I don't know.
0: But uh I don't know what was I saying, what was the question? <laughs> I can't remember. There's three reasons why you're the greatest song of your generation or something. No, the oh, why, no, no. Why,
2: three reasons why that's one of my favorites
0: one because I'm
2: the greatest songwriter of a generation I just took out one of and just went with the greatest Um, Two, the songs 100% true story so um, we didn't have the kids for one weekend and I wanted to do something really special for Jenny because I love her so much and for some reason special to me meant to buy a bunch of hallucinogenic mushroom.
1: (laughs) He's a different kind of guy. Most guys buy flowers, but he bought mushrooms. Yeah, it's
2: actually in the song, too, if you caught it. I say say I'll stick to standard roses from now on. Mm -hmm. There Um, you go. um, (laughs) So, true story, I bought, like, a bunch of mushrooms, and uh, I ate a lot of them. Uh, Jenny ate fewer, and the rest of the night was sort of like a... Waking nightmare. And it's Valentine's uh, Night. So so while I was in this waking nightmare, mirror, I did during it write the song Date Night, um, which is about ruining your date night without kids by buying really powerful hallucinogenic mushrooms. And uh hmm. I really figured First of all, it's 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 one of the catchiest songs I've ever written. Um, it just kind of like grabs you by that thing in your brain that makes you have songs stuck in your head, whatever part that is. I don't know. Uh, that would
0: be the lobotomy.
2: Um, yeah, it grabs you by the lobotomy and just makes you like have that hook stuck in your head. But I really love that it that it's just 100% based in fact with very little um, as our uh, president would say or former president would say uh, what did he always use as an excuse he would say like oh that was just an exaggeration but it's mm-hmm. a fantasy mm-hmm. for our president I don't know I don't know either Where I think it's I just die of COVID but uh it's my favorite song on the CD. Super catchy. It's a true story. It's a great Valentine's Valentine's Day song about a, a date gone horrifically wrong because of these super powerful hallucinogenic mushrooms. They looked so little, but this but this <laughs> song
1: came out of it, right? So something good did come out of it. Exactly. It did,
2: yeah. It, it was it was written on the mushrooms, like after. After the date night went horrifically wrong, I, was, I kind of thought this could be a good song, and I, and I ended up writing it on the mushrooms. Um, well, and also so. some, some really special backup vocals were provided on that from Paulino from Flanders uh, 72. They're a great punk rock band from Brazil. We sent him the track because he has this beautiful angelic voice. And he added a lot of those high male harmonies that you hear there. Um but date night's a great song. It's a true story. It's a perfect Valentine's Day song. And I, I am no longer in a feud with Doogie Tangent. We've we've
0: cleared that up. That's good. That's good. I, I would yes. have I would have felt really bad that my innocuous little comment caused a rift between two dear friends. Yes. We're here to bring people together. Well, actually, I'm here to bring people together. Neil's mostly a bridge burner. I'm a bridge builder, you okay, but that's Mr. why our relationship works. <laughs> okay, Mr. We're B- like that- in- Mr.
1: Pedophile, Mr. Bestiality, We're okay, like the you're the nice the guy. The that
2: explains man. why I like Neil a lot more than you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ah, exactly. I'm the
1: fucking heel manager.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: Yes, yes. Will you be my heel manager, Neil?
1: Yep, I'll carry an umbrella or something and like, beat people with it. <laughs>
0: a racket. top hat yeah there
1: you t- go it's perfect it's
0: just, just he's like no Jim tom t- hardy that. he's no tom hardy zach but
1: i'll try
2: <laughs> all right, well i'm Listen, glad you know I... all things circle back to tom hardy i guess Indeed.
1: so uh oh, yeah. where where can people find this album to purchase it after they hear this they will want to we sell 10 tons of uh tens tons of records of tens of tons records of by, by each theme. episode so where can people get this
2: um, right, the best place to get it from is just prorock.com, yes, uh, our label's website. And uh, because actually, this will air on
0: the release day, yep, yes. Like I said, then, we really have our crap together now, Zach. This is really, we're really this year is the year we get our crap together, so we everyone this- should
1: take mushrooms, right? Apparently, and they'll yes. write good yes, songs if you do that.
2: As the song says, uh, she ate two and I ate eight. Uh, eight was a lot, too. Sensible girl. I had to turn off every light in the house because I thought lights were the sun and they were burning my skin off.
0: Hmm. hmm. Sounds That's like what's... a special kind of girl, you know? <laughs> when when we were younger, we didn't have kids, but we just wanted to go out for dinner or something.
2: Yeah, Jenny's a special kind of girl. I love her with all my heart. I'll just say that here on this Valentine's Day. There you go. This very Valentine's Day, Jen Buzzkill. I don't know why you put up with me, but you
0: do, and I love you.
1: He loves Jen. He loves uh, Doogie Tangent, and he loves Tom Hardy. He's just a lover all the way around.
0: He loves. He loves love, and I mm-hmm. think that's the perfect way to wrap up this very special valentine's day episode so we will we will leave it with that we will say neil what, what do we say we'll say leave a little dougie in your heart
1: leave a little dougie and, in your heart leave a little tom hardy in your heart and exactly uh, yeah stay free
0: stay free and we will smell you next time thanks so much for listening
1: bye bye zach hey we'll be in yeah.
2: indiana on tour so you guys better catch us
0: sweet
1: okay cool so with that it's goodbye from doug zach tom hardy everybody and uh, we'll smell you all later,
0: right, Tom? Greatest ending ever. Smell you later.